Hi, this is Pastor Tom, and I want to welcome you to day two of our look through 1 Peter chapter 3. As we are walking through 1 Peter, we're seeing that we are different as followers of Christ. And because we're different, everything about our lives should be different, and our relationships should be different. And one of the great ways that you see this is that Jesus puts into our heart a spirit of unselfishness that you cannot find in this world apart from Christ. Yesterday, we talked about how this is seen in practical ways in the relationship of a wife toward her husband. Today, we're going to look at what he has to say about husbands being unselfish towards their wives. Listen to what he has to say in verse 7. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Now, for the guys that may have thought, wow, I love that study yesterday about how my wife needs to be unselfish towards me, don't miss this verse. He's saying here, unless it's mutual, it won't work. It's never a one-way street. In fact, as you look at these verses, there's three things that he says about unselfishness in the life of a husband, in the relationship of a husband towards his wife. First, he says unselfishness has to be mutual. It's interesting Bible study here as you look at verse 7. Husbands, in the same way, he says, be considerate as you live with your wives. What does that mean? Well, he's told wives, wives be unselfish. But it's interesting. If you look back in verse 1, he says, wives, in the same way, you be unselfish towards your husbands. So who are wives modeling their unselfishness after? That's the beginning of all this. Well, he just talked about Jesus Christ. At the end of chapter 2, Peter talked about the unselfishness of Jesus towards us. And then he says, wives, just like Jesus is unselfish, you got to be unselfish. And now he says, husbands, just like you see in your wives an unselfishness that comes from Jesus, you also need to have an unselfishness that comes from Christ. Mutual unselfishness cannot be based on the other person's unselfishness. That will never work. Because the moment they stop being unselfish, they get selfish. Guess what? You have permission to be selfish yourself. And we all struggle. We're all going to be selfish sometimes. That's why so many relationships struggle so deeply. They're comparing themselves with themselves. They're in this competition for how selfish or unselfish the other person can be. And when anybody has a bad day, then everybody has a bad day. And anyone has a good day, then the other person feels like, well, maybe I can have a good day now, but they're going to have a bad day pretty soon, aren't they? The only way to mutually be unselfish is to look back to the one who is always unselfish towards us. You build it on the love of Jesus Christ. It can only be built on Christ's love for us. So husbands towards wives, unselfish love built on the unselfish love of Christ for us. He also says here that in a relationship of a husband toward his wife, that unselfishness must be respectful. He says you have to have respect for her, and then he gives two particular ways. He says, as a weaker partner and as a fellow heir. As a weaker partner, first, he says, this, as you look at it carefully, obviously means physically weaker, that generally, not always, but generally, women are physically weaker than men. Men, by the way, are often emotionally or even spiritually weaker than women. We're different in the way that we're made. But he's saying here, don't make her weakness a cause for your disrespect. But instead, you see them, the differences that we have, you see them as a reason that you need to respect each other. You see them as a reason that you recognize your need for each other. So you respect your marriage partner, husbands towards wives, wives towards husbands, even when we see each other's weaknesses. Now, there's a meaning behind this that I think is significant as he talks about 
a wife being physically weaker, the need to respect someone even if you could physically somehow overpower them. And so this is one of those verses in the Bible that helps us to understand very clearly God's clear, clear design that there should be no domestic violence of any kind within a home. And that anything that goes against that is total disrespect for not only your wife, but also for all that God has. Do not let yourself fall to that temptation. Unselfishness has to be respectful as a weaker partner. But then he says also, by the way, as a fellow heir, you treat her as a daughter of the king of kings. Because in eternity, men and women, wives and husbands, fellow believers, we're all fellow heirs. We're all standing equal before Jesus. We're all inheriting an equal share of the joys of eternity, of the riches of eternity. And so to disrespect your wife in any way is to disrespect what Christ is doing in her life, through her life. And sometimes we get so caught up in the humanness of our relationship that we miss, we miss the truth. There's so much more to each of us than just what's going on in our homes. You're living with a daughter of the King of Kings. You're living with a son of the king of kings. That's what to remember in our homes. Unselfishness has to be respectful. But then he also says unselfishness has to be spiritual. You have to realize that there's a spiritual component to what's happening in every home. And here he says, husbands, be respectful to your wives and recognize if you do that, your prayers will not be hindered. But if not, your prayers are gonna be hindered. The way that you love your wife is tied to the ways that the Lord listens to and blesses your life. As clear as a bell, he says that here. Now, we're told very clearly in Scripture that you are fooling yourself if you say that you love God but don't love other people. Well, what's true of everyone, having to love everyone, is deeply true of your wife. You are fooling yourself if you say you love God but you don't show practical love and consideration to your wife. Such fooling of yourself is actually cutting you off from your relationship with God. It is hindering your prayers. You're not able to hear him because of your selfishness. And so you're not able to express your prayers in the right kind of way because of your selfishness. Don't fall into that trap. Don't fall into the trap of using your wife and using the Lord to get what you want out of life. That's pure selfishness. Instead, live the joyful life of serving your wife and serving the Lord to get what he wants for your life. Sometimes we get so caught up in what we want that we start to use the people that are closest to us, that we most love, just to get something that we want. And even try to use the king of the universe, the God of the universe, to get what we want. And so our prayers are hindered. Now, as we walk through this today, the mutual and the respectful and the spiritual side of things, I also want to make it practical. What can you do as a husband when you get home, even on your way home, to show this kind of respect, to show this kind of unselfishness. The truth is, this isn't just about words, it's also about actions. When it comes to love, you can talk till you're blue in the face, but your heart will always be read in your actions. So what can you do today? Let me give you five ideas. Just pick out one of these. There's one you can do right now, wherever you are. Even if you're driving in your car, you can do it right now. Number one, Listen with your whole mind and body. One of the ways that you can love your wife is to listen. Develop the skill of being a good listener, which is, by the way, one of the hardest skills to develop in life. Become an advanced listener. You know, like, yeah, I got an advanced degree in listening. One survey revealed that the average husband and wife had about 37 minutes a week together in actual communication. 
And in most cases, it is not the wife who is making it only 37 minutes. Let's just admit that. It is the husband. Because we sometimes are doers as men. We don't want to listen as much. We don't have as much patience to listen. But one of the ways you can love your wife today is to listen with your whole mind and also body. That means you face her. You actually look at her. You listen to her. Number two, do what you're taught to do at work and practice the 10 to 1 rule. 10 positive words to one negative word. It may be that lately in your home, there's been a lot of negative words. 10 positive to one negative. So if you're gonna say one negative thing, you have to say it okay. Then find 10 positive things to say before you say one more negative thing. I know, sometimes we spiral down in our conversation, in our communication in a home, and it becomes negative, 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 negative. We can't get out of that trap. The only way out is with the positive. Words of encouragement, words of love, words of comfort positive words. Number three, a third thing you can do is to serve your wife in a practical way today. Now, by practical, I mean wash the dishes. By practical, I mean get her a cup of coffee and take it to her. By practical, I mean some small thing you can do that you usually wouldn't do that would say, I love you. Fourth thing that you can do is tell someone else how great your wife is. Now, whether they're present or not, just tell someone else, I am so grateful for my wife. I'm so grateful for my wife, for Shondell. I'm so grateful for the love that she has for me and the impact that that's had on my life. I told you yesterday how I've become more and more unselfish because of her unselfish love. And then number five, praise God for them. This is one you can do right now. In your mind, not towards somebody else, but towards the Lord. Say, Lord, I praise you for my wife. That's one of the ways, by the way, that you get to being able to say the words of encouragement we talked about earlier. You're thinking, I don't, I don't know if I can say anything encouraging about my wife right now. If you'll praise God for them, he'll begin to put words of encouragement into your mind. So let's do that right now. If you're a husband right now in your mind, just say, God, I praise you for my wife. Whether I can think of a practical thing to praise you for right now, I know that you put her into my life. And I know that you want us together to serve you and to love you, and I pray for that. And whether you're married or not, I encourage you right now to pray for marriages and just say, God, of all the marriages that I know, husbands and wives, I pray that you give them through your spirit the power of unselfishness, the power to love like you love, Jesus. And when they're weary, help them to rest in your love and to know that they're not alone, to find strength in you. I pray for our marriages, these marriages, in Jesus' name, amen. Tomorrow, we're going to look together at five attitudes to strengthen fragile relationships. 